What's up, everybody? This is Mind Your Money with Miss Be Helpful, a show that highlights people and stories that will inspire you to get your money right. And today, I'm so excited to talk to a fellow New York Latina in the house. What's up, Gina? Welcome to the show, Gina. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Janely. I'm so excited to be here. This is like an amazing opportunity. I was literally Uh, pinching myself before getting here. (laughs) One of my goals is to really find young Latinas in the personal finance space that are starting out. Maybe you don't have 5,000, 10,000, whatever followers yet, but your content is so good. And that are, those are like the types of women's platform that I want to elevate just as much as all the other girls doing all the hot things with all the, you know, followers. But I want to showcase newer platforms too, because I feel like when I started out, I just was like, can somebody highlight me? Can somebody highlight the channel? (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Of course. Well, I love your content. So I know that you've been a content creator on Instagram. For those of you listening, you can follow Gina on Instagram in a New York budget. I love your reels, especially. That's how I found you. So I was on the Explore page and I follow like a bunch of hashtags around, you know, personal finance and budgeting, investing yeah. and wealth building and all these things. And for somehow one of the hashtags, your uh, post came out, your reel about of yeah. all the things that, um, or the process that people do when they first like get serious about budgeting, you know, like changing their life. All right, I'm about to change my life. And so, all yeah. right, well, you need to track your expenses. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you need to make a budget. No, I will not be doing that either. I was like, yeah. I was just cracking up because I'm like, this is so true. But it's funny because it's basically people's mentality of like, all right, yep, okay, I'm gonna change my life. I'm getting serious about my money. But when you see how hard the work that you actually got to do is, it's like, do you really want it that bad? Because if you do, you will do these things. But if you don't really want it that bad, you're not ready yet. You know, you didn't really have that aha moment inside. Yep. Then you're not gonna, you're not gonna be serious about it. Exactly, and that's why I made the reel because I was like, the first time I tried to do one of these or like budgets, I was like, no. <laughs> No, <laughs> I'm like, uh, this is relatable. Let me make a reel out of it, you know? <laughs> exactly. That's a great way to describe your content. I feel like your reels are definitely relatable. So um, I just wanted to jump in and give people a chance to, you know, hear your story, learn more about you and why you took to Instagram to share, uh, you know, the lessons that you've learned. So we'll start with just an introduction. Introduce yourself to everybody who has never heard of Gina, never heard of in a New York budget before. Yeah. So thank you again so much for having me here. And um, yeah, my page is called in a new york budget and i'm pretty much just a new york native dominicana trying to show people that budgets are not so much restriction you can see them as freedom once you get a good grip on them and in a new york budget is pretty much just a place where you know you can find relatable content and just know that you're not alone it's a safe space we can all learn together about how to better manage our money and if you don't have anybody in your life who can help you or like you know, give you that personal finance information, consider me your budget bestie. <laughs> and that's Love what that. your budget's all about. Just, you know, creating a family uh, yeah. for personal finance. <laughs> I love that. A lot of people call their friends, um, you know, like chosen family, you know, people that you choose. to. I think everybody needs a chosen personal finance family because most of the people in your actual life, your best friends and your family, they, they're not really going to be comfortable always talking about money because sometimes they have their own shame, their own guilt, their own, you know, money things that they're you have as attached to them that they don't really want to disclose to everybody that that's in their life. So Sometimes it's good to have people that are not your best friend, your girlfriend, your your brother, your mom, that they're not like, they're, they're not going to judge you. They don't know your, your all your situation and they're going to give you some like unbiased 
you know, tips, okay. information, and, and, and opinions. Even though we don't know each other, we feel connected because of those common goals that we share. Yes, agree. You know, oh my well. God. <laughs> All right. So I always like to start the show with two money questions, but the first one is about regrets. And the second one is about things that you do not regret. So we'll start with the regret, the most expensive, either a purchase or experience that you spent a lot of money on and you wish you can go back in time and take it back and undo that whole decision. What would that be? Oh my God. Only one. <laughs> Yeah, well, so the biggest one, the, the, the worst one of all, the one that's like the most embarrassing. Um, I guess I would say that the biggest regret that I have financially is not setting an intention for my savings because I was good at saving money. I was bad at keeping it there. Um, it wasn't until I started setting an intention for the savings account, like, okay, this one is for my vacation next year. This one is for my emergencies. Um, this one is for my car expenses that's when I really saw a change. I was like, oh, I can't dip into that because that's for my vacation or that's for my car. But before it was like, I, these shoes are here, whatever. I'm just going to take it from here because what if, you know, it's just savings or whatever, you know? Yeah, um, I feel like that's the biggest regret I have. Imagine how much money I would have saved up if I would have just kept like, you know, that in mind, like, hey, no, this is for vacation. You can't spend this. You know, it, it's tough. It's point. tough. That's just one. I've I've heard a lot of people say that, especially parents, that when they change the name of their savings account, like when they log into their apps or whatever, you know, online banking, and they scroll and they see the name of the savings account is their name of their baby, like either like, you know, baby's college fund or baby's, you know, first birthday party or something, you know, for the baby, it, it makes them like, feel like they can't take the money away from the child like they're trying to get that kid to college they're trying to you know get that kid to have a nice birthday like if you name it something that you really care about it's going to make yeah. it harder for you to dip in and I and I think that's so true not just for parents to your point it's like girl for anything like if I was, if oh, I was yeah. shopping I would look and be like no chill then I'm not gonna have enough for Christmas presents then I'm not gonna have enough for this or that so I think that is exactly. such it's like one of the the easiest quickest ways to improve your, your financial health and like your, your habits around saving is to change the name of your savings account and name it something that you actually are working towards with that money. And then the next level is have multiple savings accounts and each one has a different name for the different things. That's like yes. next level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is honestly game changer though. Having different names for your savings accounts too. Yep. Definitely. Yep. <laughs> Love yeah. that. So what about on the flip side? Something that maybe like, somebody else looks at your budget and be like, Gina, you bugging. I can't believe you think that that's normal to spend that much money, but you, you don't regret it. You're like, you know what? I have no shame. I will do it again. I love that was worth it for me personally, for my values. Yeah. I mean, I have a few things that I think I've changed in my budget that I'm like super grateful for, for having there. But I guess one thing that I am just like, maybe somebody else will think I'm crazy. is coffee. It's coffee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, a big one no shame in how much money I spend on coffee because that's something that makes me happy honestly like yeah. I don't yeah. know if this ever happened to you but that first sip of coffee it just feels like the whole day is gonna be better you know <laughs> so I'm like I'm not going to take away from that I'm gonna continue to like add it into my budgets whether that's an espresso the pods or going to Starbucks because Starbucks you know has their what's it called seasonal like flavors and things like that. I am going to go that is going to be in my budget and also I think books like I spend a little too much on books but it's be, it's like personal development books that I I enjoy reading those things like I I used to uh read like rom-com books and things like that 
but personal finance and personal development books, I spend a little bit more on that because I feel fulfilled afterwards, you know? Yeah. And if anybody wants so to tell true. me different, I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. It just means that you haven't leveled up because yeah. it's true. You know what? Like I, I love reading mystery books, like entertain, just books for entertainment, you know, but you don't walk away with anything that you're going to apply to your life. I literally will be writing notes, highlighting up the book, like marking it up. And if it's an audio book, I'll be writing down all these quotes because yes. I know there's things that I'm going to apply it right away to my actual life. You know, like yes. it's going to help me change and be better. Yes, I love that. <laughs> it's worth spending the money if it's going to actually improve your life. That's, you know, like you got to think about it like that. Right, um, right. You got to tell us what kind of coffee. I actually, I did see one of your reels about making your own matcha at home, which I was like, oh, oh my I like God. That. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That was, I was like, I haven't tried that. But, uh, but what a type of coffee? Because in my family, we drank coffee in the morning. You wake up, you have your pan con cafe and you dip the bread mm -hmm. in the coffee. Even before church and stuff, like every single day it was like, get some bread, you know, Italian bread from the bodega and you dip it in your, <laughs> but my family was like hardcore Bustelo, like only Bustelo. Yeah. I do drink Bustelo every now and then because I have my Greca, you know, I put it on the stove. Yes. But like, I honestly, I think I save the Greca for like the weekends when it's like, because, you know, it takes a little bit more time. You appreciate your coffee more. So I leave the, the Greca for the weekends. Um, and I do use Bustelo, of course, of course, come on. Yeah. But it's I guess growing up with like, yes, I, I feel like growing up with like the dark roast coffee, everything that I go for is dark roast, everything. So I, I do do the Nespresso pods um, and I'll go for the dark roast coffee, whatever says like bold and intense or like dark <laughs> and aromatic, that's what I go for. Um, and then when I go to Starbucks, oh, it's so embarrassing that I do like three or four shots of Nespresso so I'm like, this is not, this is not strong enough. What are you giving me? Like, I can't do airport coffee. Exactly. Oh, yes, girl. I hear that a lot. That airport coffee is just crappy. Trash. That it's watered down. It's trash. Like, and honestly, I'm like, even for me, like, I'm not a big coffee person. But when I smell coffee, I can tell if it's good coffee or if it's not. <laughs> yes, if it smells like the airport, it's bad coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like the airport. <laughs> it smells like the airport, oh, bad coffee. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's probably tastes like the airport, too, is what it's going to yeah. be. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh so I actually didn't know you were Dominican I'm so I'm so excited so you're Dominican from New York just like me I'm so curious now to know more about your upbringing like what neighborhood you grew up like what you know what was life like in your family did you guys talk about money were there any money lessons you remember from growing up because I mean I have a specific experience and growing up I always assumed that everybody else was like me and now as I'm older I'm realizing uh no girl like everybody has these different lived experiences so we could both be Dominicanas from New York and have totally opposite you know culture around money in our households so I'm just curious tell yeah. us about like growing up any money lessons that you remember from being um you know in your youth being a kid it's it's weird but when I think about it in hindsight exactly how my life was with money is how I was navigating or like how it was growing up is exactly how I was navigating it in my early adulthood when I was making my own money. Um, yeah. Because growing up, I had two spender parents. They were both spenders. Aye, yeah. aye, aye. So, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. And like, I didn't find out about their money struggles till later on when I was an adult, you know? But yeah, they, they painted a picture for me. Like I was basically Ariana Grande and I don't mean that to sound cocky. I was like, I want it, I got it. You know, like Man. I was, or oh, I want it, mommy and poppy get it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but my dad was the primary breadwinner. Like he was basically taking care of me and my mom. It was just me and my mom till I was 13. Um, and then she had, he had 
uh, my sister and my brother. So it was kind of like a shock when I turned 17 and something had to happen to my father when he could no longer provide for us. So it was kind of like, oh, shoot. You know, I went from being completely spoiled to now having to figure out, well, wait, you know, what, what do I do about money? Like, I didn't even, honestly, being so spoiled, money was never an issue. I never worried about where was it coming from? How am I going to get it if something bad happens? Um, you know, seeing two parents that were spenders, that's the lifestyle that, I, that we live. So when the shock happens and we couldn't do that anymore, it was like, okay, I graduated high school. I got a job right away. Um, and, you know, my mom wasn't a, a, a stay-at-home mom by choice. It was more so because she had a health condition that didn't allow her to, like, stand or walk or do too much. Um, yeah. So she also had to find, like, okay, how am I going to create money, money. for us? Like, how? Exactly. So I had to then help my mom, you know, pay for bills at home and just try to, like, build something new, which I'm so proud of my mother because now she has her own daycare. You know, she made it work. Oh, yes, <laughs> yeah. mama, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to my, right. my mom. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I, I I feel like I was treating my money a lot like spending it and then scarcity mindset, but then spending it again because that's all I knew growing up. And yep. um, the next yeah, paycheck, that next paycheck. Exactly. Next but paycheck. The, the problem was I was trying to maintain that lifestyle that I had growing up. And that's where I racked up a lot of debt. <laughs> A lot of it. Yeah. And credit cards. Had... Was it credit cards? Because for me, it was yeah. credit cards. Credit cards. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> credit cards. And it, was, it wasn't just like name brand things. It was more like going out and living that lifestyle that we had yeah. growing up, you know, restaurants on the weekends and, and all that stuff. And I think I was, I was good at saving because I used to hear my grandfather say, save your money, save your money. And I would save little chelitos here and there or whatever. But then it was that shock that was like, saves? I can't save. I got to pay. I got to help my mother. I got to like, you know, maintain this lifestyle. So it was yep. rough. <laughs> but luckily, yeah. we're on the, the flip side of it nowadays, yeah. you know? <laughs> That's, so, yeah. so how did you go from that to like getting into personal finance? Because now you not only read books about personal development and personal finance, but you also have like in a New York budget where you're literally posting tips for other people to get their money right, which means at some point that huge transition happened for you. So what was it that like moment where you just were like, okay, that's it, it's happening. Like, right. I, I gotta get my money, I gotta get my money right. Yeah, I mean, so uh, my aunt, who's only a year older than me, you're Dominican, so you know that that happens often in our family. Money, me and money, We're like very close in age. Um, yeah. We had, we started a group chat with her and my other cousin and we were like saving our money. This is pre-pandemic, like probably, mm -hmm. a, but yeah, 2019. And we were traveling a lot. Like we were like going to Texas and we went to Canada. We were just trying to do it all. So we created a savings chat because we're like, we're going to do this again next year. Little did we know, COVID had yeah. different plans for us, but we got very <laughs> yeah. lucky. We got very lucky that we even started that chat because, you know, okay. we were able to like have a backup plan during COVID and, and my aunt actually lost her job and that sustained her for a little while. So when we started that chat, I kind of like dove head first into personal finance. And I was like, yo, I've been paying towards debt since I was 18. Like since I was able to like get a credit card, oh. I've been getting into debt and paying it down. And I was like, Damn. I'm tired. I'm tired of yeah. owing somebody. I need to like get it together. And then right. my fiance and I wanted to buy property and we couldn't because my credit was crap. 
you know I was like how am I gonna do this and so I was just like you know get into it I put money goals and they were more specific this time and you know the conversations just kept coming like family members and friends used to come to me and talk about money and savings and which uh savings account should I open or like you know I still get the questions, obviously, but, you yeah, know, because I have to it. pay. You're the go-to but... person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that, that just served as that person within my family. And that's kind of like, you know, what, what, what started everything for me, just getting all that information and sharing it, you know? I feel like that happens a lot with us. Like, we, when you think about the personal finance space, especially when you see, like, people of color in the space, they're usually the person that was, like, the go-to in their family for helping their family with saving, with paying off debt, with finding the right loan for them, with helping them their credit score, you know, helping them set up investment accounts, teaching them about investing in the stock market the right way. And that that usually is like the thing. It's like, oh well, I was always the go-to person in my family. And I wonder is that does that usually give us like that kick in the butt to be like, you know what, if I'm helping all my family with this, why can't (laughs) I help other people and you know have like a platform? Is that right. what made you like, or or what made you decide like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm you know got it for myself and I'm helping my family, but now like I'm gonna go put this on Instagram so like thousands of people can actually come learn from me, not just my family. Right. I mean, it was a mixture of a few things. I I was I kept saying that I was gonna do it, um, because I felt like lost when it first came to personal finance. I felt very lost, and I was like, I wish somebody yeah. would just give me like the basics, the fundamentals. Yeah. Like, how do I start? What direction do I go in? And I was like, imagine how many more people are out there that need Mm -hmm. that information, especially within our community. Like, you know, I grew up in Washington Heights and you saw that everywhere. You saw like, you know, Mm -hmm. we don't talk about the money, but behind the scenes, people are struggling. So I was like, I need to start this page. I need to start this page. And it wasn't until in November, I actually lost my grandfather, the one who was telling me always to save Mm -hmm. money. And like, you know, everything was like money with him like starting businesses and things like that. And it was like very emotional, dark time for me. And then I, so we went to DR for his burial and then I came back, I was all good, COVID clear. Boom, right before the holidays, I got COVID. So I couldn't spend Christmas or New Year's. I was like in this dark place, I was depressed. And the only thing that kept me sane were my money goals. I know that sounds so cheesy. Mm. But I was like thinking about, all because, you know, you had to quarantine, even though I felt okay after a few days, you had to quarantine for yep. two weeks back in December. That's right. So That's right. it was like, okay, how can I keep my mind busy? And then I started to create the content. So when January 1st hit, I was like, I don't care. That was actually the end of my quarantine, January 1st. Wow. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm going to start posting. I had enough content, like in a retainer. I was like, nice. let's see where this goes. I didn't think that I would get a good response. Like, I didn't think people cared to hear from me. But then somebody told me, uh, she was like, people want to hear your story. You know, there's so yes. many people who could relate to it. So that's when I started sharing not just the little nuggets, but like more about myself and how, mm-hmm. you know, the mistakes I've made and shared things like that. And that's where I'm kind of like, you know, taking the, the platform one step at a time, seeing where it goes. Yeah. But it's really because I want to help people not feel as lost as I did you know yeah I love that and that's beautiful I really do think like usually it's always rooted in I want to be able to make sure that I reach back because behind me there's somebody coming up through the same thing the same struggles now of course they have their own you know trials and tribulations and their own situation but listen they're still trying to achieve the things that I'm trying to achieve and so if I could turn around and be like all right let me help you out with a few tips things I wish I knew when I was where you are 
I know it would have helped me. So let me, why not give back and reach exactly. back and do that? That's usually for me, like I find the impetus for so many people to like really start. And I guess there is, because one thing to say it and keep saying, oh yeah, I'm going to do it. And the other thing to like put it out there and do it and actually post it. And you know, it's a lot of yeah. work too. Once you start, you're like, hey, you know, like, okay, I got to keep this thing going. Cause I <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> you know, right. And I mean, the hat to you, like you already have over a thousand. A thousand is so hard. Like get, people don't realize getting 1,000 people to do anything, to support you, to follow you, to subscribe, to, you know, review, rate, buy, whatever. A thousand is so hard. So like the fact that yes. you're already over, you're well over a thousand, like thousand, almost thousand four hundred, five hundred, which is amazing. So you, yeah. once you pass that mark, that's how you know, like, all right, if a thousand people rock with me, <laughs> that means I'm going, you know, like I'm going in the right direction. So what is like yeah. a day in the life? your work now, your life now, running Instagram, trying to make sure you keep your confidence today. I'm sure, you know, you're still working in New York. Tell us about being alive. COVID really like changed things for me. I'm not out and about like I was before. Like, it's funny because I've always been like in between extrovert and introvert, but COVID really made me an introvert. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna stay in my little bubble. <laughs> right. But on the plus side, it has helped me become more organized with my time. And so Google Calendar is amazing because that's what I used to basically schedule Monday through Friday. Saturdays, I'm a little bit more lenient, you know, yeah. gotta give myself a break because I wasn't at first. I was yeah. not giving myself a break when it when it came to content creation. I was literally clocked out at five and I was creating something like I, seven one. days a week. Camera on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was at 501 and I burnt out. I felt it. I felt like I was getting sick yep. again and I started I was like wait a minute yep. <laughs> I yep. burnt myself out so now I really like take the breaks but on a day-to-day -day, I pretty much just uh you know go my regular job and then keep up with you know Instagram and everybody on it and, and talking and trying to build and create that community answer questions and then I'll clock out I'll go walk my little dog who's <laughs> <It was> actually <laughs> sick today I'm surprised she's like not right here but um and then just trying to keep growing and uh, personal development is something that I'm really trying to concentrate on and yeah. just uh, working on myself, <laughs> working on myself. Cause I've put everybody yeah. else first for a long time. And somebody kind of like opened up my eyes and was like, girl, you need to think about yourself. <laughs> like, I was like, okay, that so that's true. exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> I, I'm girl, getting a little so bit true. more selfish. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I want every single young woman like to become more selfish because I feel like it's such a thing that we as women, especially as Latinas, we're in the thick of Latinas, oh my God. Heritage Month. Latinas are literally conditioned from the moment you come out the womb to serve your family, to cook for everybody, to serve your man, to serve your kids, to help your everybody. And it's like, when do you help yourself? When yeah. do you get yourself like internally too? Not a, and I don't mean externally because Latinas are very good at looking good, showing up with the <laughs> hair done, nails done, makeup. We look good, yes, but yeah. inside, do we feel good? You know, and I yes. like I I don't think that most of like most of the women in our community understand like a how do I prioritize myself? How do I become selfish without feeling like it's wrong and I'm doing something mm -hmm. wrong? No, like we shouldn't feel guilty around self-care and taking care of our mental health and literally taking time to be alone. So I just love when I hear you say I'm selfish, I'm like, yes, girl, be selfish. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to be doing. Honey. Yes, yeah. find that time for you and to learn about what do you like. Like I remember in my 20s, I, I don't know what the hell I liked. I remember being like people, my my boyfriend at that time would ask me, What do you want to eat? And I would be like, Whatever you want, babe. Going with the, the brisa, the wind will blow. I'd be like, okay, yep. I'll go there. 
And now, yeah. now I'm like, I know what I like, what I don't like, what I want, what I don't want, where I want to go, where I'm not willing to go. And I love being secure in that, like that I found me and I know me so well and I love me. And I think that's the earlier women can get to that place. Everybody, men too, every human should be able to reach that point early because the earlier you can find out who you are and love that person, the better the rest of your life is going to be. And you're going to be able to be living a more extensive life. Amen, amen, amen. Yes, this is exactly what I needed. (laughs) And that's what I'm trying to work towards, you know, like bettering myself as a person and getting to that place of being secure about everything because I relate to that so much what you said about like you know we're conditioned from the moment that we're born I literally had someone at a barbecue because I served my man his chicken wings first she's like what are you doing and I was like oh wait hold on I didn't even put my own plate together and I'm already feeding him like I'm so- yes but, we, but we're taught that we are taught that we are explicitly told that this is how you are going to be the right kind of woman this is how you perform being a woman. You you serve your man's plate before your own. You do these things. And it's like, okay, you know what? There's going to be some times, honestly, where I'm not as hungry. And I will make my man's plate. Like, hey, baby, right. here you go to the plate. If I feel like it. But if I'm starving, why I got to put everybody else before <laughs> me? Uh, unless I want to. But I just feel exactly. that we're told that we have to. Not We're not being told that we have a choice. And I think that's the type of thinking we have to break. If I want to do it for him, great. I'm going to do it. But I don't have to do it because I feel forced by social norms, expectation that I have to do this. I don't have a choice. Like, no, exactly. Amen. Not not the way. Yes. And honestly, these days, I'm going to be serving my plate for his honeys. Okay. (laughs) 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 That's the real goal, right? Yeah. (laughs) So, um, oh man, this is such a fun conversation. I have like two more questions for you before we wrap up. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> one of them I'm actually I'll throw in an extra question because I'm curious with my boyfriend yeah. the way we do our finances we we like split everything and now you mentioned that it's not just your boyfriend anymore it's your fiance so how have you guys handled money especially being that you have a whole platform around personal finance how does he feel about it how have you guys kind of woven that those lessons into your relationship and how you guys handle money yeah so it was interesting at first like when our, our we had a few years in already we created a savings account for vacations um, which was an amazing account. Like, you know, we just like threw money in there all the time, but we kept everything separate. We did everything split, like we split everything. Um, and then when it came time to us wanting to buy a home, that's when we started having what I call uh, monthly uh, keep ups, <laughs> keep updates. <laughs> and so with the keep update, we kind of like uh, talk about our goals. Like, where are we financially? Are we still on the same like direction that we want to go to. And this is mostly because we wanted to buy a home together. Um, right. But our all of our finances are separate except for our savings for our home. That one is together. Um, we haven't really talked or discussed about what would happen once we get married. Like, are we going to have yep. a joint checking account? Yeah. Uh, I think it, it, he's, what I love about him is that he's open to listen. And you can't ask for anything more from a partner That's than so to just listen yes yeah. and he's open yeah. to doing new things so yeah. for now most of our things are separate and our savings is together but later mm-hmm. on that might change I don't know it's so <laughs> funny that's like the identical situation that I'm in so my boyfriend and I right now we have a joint savings account that we recently opened just for this new apartment that we moved to in Miami we both put a certain amount every single month on the 15th of the month it goes in and the next month everything is there for you know whatever and we've kind of built it up to a point where we have enough money there for whatever else is going on. If we want to take a trip, if there's other things that we can always kind of dip in. But other than that account, 
everything else is separate. And we're very yeah. much separate. Like some people be like, like you guys are living like roommates. And I'm like, yeah. yes. I mean, basically we're roommates who love each other a hell of a lot. Like that's, and that yeah. for us, for us, that's our ideal arrangement. But I know for everybody, that's not the case. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I would go a little too crazy thinking about somebody else's money being mixed with my money. I'm like, no. Right. I'm like, wait, is, is half of that mine? Did you just put more like, is, I'm going to be yeah. trying to calculate. Like, I just need to know what's mine. I'm sorry. That's just how I, exactly. that's I Same. <laughs> same. Oh, same. Man. So, all right. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. But for people who want to follow you, support you, they can find you on Instagram, let them know your handle, how they can support you best and, um, and yeah, where they can find you. So, um, right now the main place where I post the most content is on Instagram and you can find me at in a New York budget. Yeah. So it's, uh, New York, the full word, the full word. Yep. Yeah. In a New York budget. If you have any questions, my DMS are always open. I'm happy to support and help you, uh, be your budget bestie. So, uh, and those, budget part is completely written out because on twitter i have it but the e is not there because it. it doesn't fit <laughs> okay i'll put both i'll put the link to in the show notes and also on the youtube if you're watching on youtube in the description box i'll put both the instagram yeah. and the twitter handles since they're a little different so they can easily find you um but yeah that's awesome and i always like to end the show with a money mantra which is kind of like this motto around money that you would share with people. And I'll take your face, put it on a dollar bill, and then put your money mantra over the message over the dollar is this. So instead of like, you know, whatever it says on a dollar, every time you pull out money to make a transaction, to make a purchase, you're going to be reminded of this message, this motto and mantra around money and how you should kind of keep it in mind when you're making money choices. So what would your money mantra be? <laughs> My money mantra is, you are worthy of wealth. You are worthy of happiness. And I don't just mean that in form of money, wealth in all forms, your health, mental health, money, everything. You are worthy of it. Yes, because for a long that. time, I just thought I was cursed with being broke, okay? <laughs> I'm just never going to get back to my child, uh, childhood uh, spoiled Spoiledness. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. listen, that's what it comes with. The It comes with the territory of... Um, you know, becoming independent, right? Because as a kid, like, it doesn't matter what your life is like when you're a kid. When you become an adult, like, now you gotta be able to do that yourself. And I think that that's something, your story is so relatable to a lot of people. They might grow up middle income or, or upper middle. And then when they're on their own, they're like, wait, why can't I get the big house that I grew up in? Why can't I? And it's like, yep. well, you know, <laughs> your parents were payroll. And now you, if you want to like get on their level, you might have to have a setback a couple of years where you're not living like that so you can rack up your money stack up your money and then you can go live like that but there's a period of time where it's like all right if the money isn't stacked up you're not gonna be able to make those types of moves yep yep amen <laughs> well exactly. thank you so much for joining gina this was such a great conversation we will definitely stay thank in touch you. and i'll let you know when everything is ready i'll hit you up on insta this is probably going to be um the fourth installment of latinx heritage series on my podcast so i'm so excited Yay, to share it. i'm so excited to hear it and hear yes. all the other episodes yes i'm so excited yes. thank you honey. Thank it was you. so nice to meet you and talk to you one-on-one face-to-face yes nice to meet you too thank you so much again for the opportunity i'm like still pinching myself <laughs> well i thank can't wait for you. it to go live thank you hon. have a good rest of your week Thank you, you too. Bye.